Pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. It is That WrestleMania wrap-up podcast for the uh, worldwide extravaganza known as WrestleRania. Uh, we can blame Michael Cole for that one. This is a live-to-tape TWP Extra podcast, and what that means, no edits, no redos, and I based the format for this program uh, off of our group text over the last two days. So the boys are here, Kevin Cox, Brian Christie, Joseph Average is here as well, but let's get into the show. Now, first things first, um, on the Friday podcast, we told you about our WrestleMania Pick'em Game for T-shirts. And this WrestleMania, things went a little different in a lot of different ways, especially with the fact that instead of us choosing, making our picks, we let our wives pick. And the winner for this year's WrestleMania, who will get three T-shirts of his choosing, bought to him by the losers, and the first MVP necklace, which will serve as our championship belt, is Joe T. Congratulations, nice. Joe. It's about time you finally won. And, uh, but I didn't, I didn't win. My <laughs> wife won. I have still not beaten you guys. That's a thing that sucks. So this is your opportunity. This is your acceptance speech, your shoot interview. Whatever you want to get out now is the time to get it out. So the floor is yours. Well, I'm just grateful for the fact that I guess my wife was paying attention all those Monday nights when she was on her uh, laptop or her tablet while I was watching wrestling that she listened a little bit. And uh, thank you for Jessica for doing that, because I even asked her, well, you picked AJ to win. How, why did you do that? And she went, well, New Day was being cocky the last two weeks. And when the cocky champ goes in the mania, they lose. And I'm like, so logic yeah. logic yeah she, she used wrestling logic and then i asked her why she chose naya and she went well i always hear you talking about her i figured you'd want her on both nights and i'm like no but whatever uh thanks guys for uh letting us uh participate in the pick them i pre- i really do appreciate that and uh next year hopefully i think it's gonna i don't know uh laura had a great showing michelle made a comeback and angela tried so <laughs> i gotta give her credit for well, that too and, and what's funny about that joe that's what we normally say about you yes joe tried <laughs> so i respect so, angela more <laughs> yeah um it was close and then uh the intercontinental match uh locked it in for your yep. wife so uh so let's get into it um as we talked about on friday my big concern was the fans trying to take over. Now, Joe, you heard a CM Punk chant during the pre-show, right? The very first minute of the pre-show on Saturday night, 7 o'clock when it went on air, they welcomed him and they were chanting CM Punk. And JBL pretty much saved him. He's like, yeah, I am a Hall of Famer. JBL, JB. And they stopped. Uh, okay. So, and I was, and I was... Figuring I wasn't sure if I was hearing it because I thought I heard it. But then there were other guys on social media, he said, that were basically like going, shut up, a-hole, stop chanting for CM Punk. So I wasn't the only one who heard it. And then there was a point during the pre-show that I thought they were yelling Toga, 
you know, going back to what is that WrestleMania nine, nine. And um, that was apparent. Then later on, it, it, it was for Sonya. So I'm oh, guessing yeah. maybe mm-hmm. she was in eye shot, but not on camera and people were chanting and, uh, but it was the pre-show. So not too worried about chance during the main show, but during uh, so for, for the start of night one, we got a brand new WWE forever signature, which I like this one better than the last. Um, then Vince came out to welcome the crowd and, you know, I thought it would have been cool if it was Vince because he doesn't do a lot of TV right now. But it would also, I think, would have been fine if it was Stephanie and Triple H, too. Uh, but we did get Vince. All the superstars came out. And, um, you know, Brian, you, as of late, have been on a WrestleMania intro kick. Right. You were doing it on Twitter. And then if you go to our YouTube channel, just search for that wrestling podcast, you got your five count of the top WrestleMania intros, where does 37 rank? Did it crack the top five? Do we need to do an update video? Uh, where, how does the intro of 37 match up to you, for you, and to the others? I So I think it'll not crack the top five, but maybe be in the top half. Um, I got nervous, though, because the 36 intro, I hated I hated it. Um, and it was trending the same way where they had this, you know, clearly over the top production with like the, you know, the history of history events. And then the, you know, quote unquote director comes in and goes like, stop what you're doing. This isn't how it goes. And they did that last year. And it, it, I, I put it on my Twitter that they were trying too hard. They, they said like, that's not how it is. And they had like Becky Lynch in a mall and like Seamus at target. It was like, what are you doing? So they didn't quite go that direction, which I was, was my big fear. Um, and yeah, and, and so it was fine. I'll, I'll love to check it out again uh, and see where it falls. I, it doesn't immediately grab me as being like amazing, but um, but at least it wasn't last year's where I thought it was going with the director interrupting everything that was happening at the beginning of it. And, My and, note- and you know, the Vince start and, and all the wrestlers on stage, that was great. That, that was done to perfection. I thought the intro video was stupid. They were okay. trying too hard to be funny and entertaining. Yeah. But out of every WrestleMania that has been outdoors, we have a finally have a rain delay. And uh, Joe... You had a pretty interesting text about the rain delay. Would you like to share that with the audience? Uh, I'd have to go back to it. Hold on. This is, we're live. No, though. no. Okay, then I'll just tell you. Uh, you made a comment <laughs> that this is a sign that WrestleMania oh. should not be happening with all those people. Uh, yeah, okay. I was just like, is this a sign that maybe we shouldn't be doing this? Yeah. So, but because of that, we got a, to me, it felt like a very Saturday night. Saturday night's main event vibe of the just promo after promo after promo. But I wish there was a camera on the writer's room because these weren't scripted promos and probably like pulling their hair out. Like, what are we doing? Oh my God. They don't know what to do. They don't know. They're professionals. They know what to do. And uh, we got a lot of great promos and Big E's wet mouth, I believe was the line. (laughs) So, with that new uh, announcer, Kevin. Oh, Mike, Kevin. No, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> My name's no, Kevin. Mike. No, it's Mike. <laughs> yeah. No, that was I, what Seth I Rollins was doing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. So good. But um, 
Uh, who said Drew was going to be the first person out? I, Brian. I did. Uh, I did. Drew yeah. and Lashley um, started the show 30 minutes late on the rain delay. I thought it was a great match, and I'm glad Lashley didn't lose. Um, you know, and, there, and this type of loss, I don't think it does anything to hurt Drew McIntyre. And uh, we'll start with you, Kevin. What did you think of the curtain jerker for this year's WrestleMania? I, uh, uh, after the 30 minute rain delay, it had to deliver one. It had to deliver without the rain delay Two, with the 30 minute rain delay, then even more pressure was on him. Uh, I went into the event wanting Lashley to win just so he wasn't, uh, you know, Kofi won the championship. Guess what? He lost it so soon after. I didn't want to see another, uh, I'll even say it, like non-white champion have it for a month. Like, I'm glad that Bobby has been so strong. He's improved so much on the mic in the ring. He looks like a million bucks. And Drew not tapping, I would say it, it, doesn't weaken him at all. I liked it when, you know, he had, he had the hurt lock on and I think, uh, uh, drew and they like tangled up, but he never let go of it. And, and drew or drew tried to get up and then he still pushed him back down. Uh, I thought it was a great first match. They both looked great during it. Both had their, their, their spots and, and it kicked off night one. I thought, uh, very successfully. And Brian, any, uh, Closing thoughts on this before we move on. I was fine with either Lashley or Drew winning. I saw both sides of it. So I hate to be that, you know, guy that doesn't take the big stand, but I was glad Lashley did win. I thought the match definitely delivered. And most importantly to me that it was a clean victory. So that yeah. is just completely helping to cement Lashley as being this big time player that he's evolved into over these last couple of months with MVP. It's completely clean. Drew, Drew can't come out on Monday and say, you know, oh, shucks, you uh, screwed me over, right? So that's awesome. We'll see where it goes from here. But, yeah, great start to Mania, and congrats to Lashley. Joe, uh, were you able to find out if Carmella and Billy filed their tag team registration? Uh, it, it was never uh, official. <laughs> that they uh, filed there because that was apparently a big thing, which we found out later, but mm -hmm. uh, they, they just became a team and I don't think they got their uh, paperwork in time. So that's why they had to go on first. Mm. And, and you know, when, he, when people don't get things put in, in time, there's consequences. We yeah. know all about that, you know, whether it's their license or whether it's mania picks that aren't in, in time, that's a problem. I mean, you would think if they would have won, well, actually they did get a pinfall. So, is there an asterisk next to that that win? I mean, no, I, I don't guess... think so because they eventually did get their paperwork in yesterday. So, I mean, today. So, oh, okay. it may have been a, it may have been thirteen minutes late, but it still doesn't <laughs> count. It still <laughs> counts. As, it counts as an official win for them okay. as their first time as a team. We'll allow it. Yes. All right. And you know, with the rain delay and how everything went down, I was curious, is somebody going to slip on the way down to the mm. ring? And Mandy Rose is the big winner. Corey Graves, an even bigger winner with the line saying that she fell because she was wearing sunglasses at night. So uh, <laughs> that was great. And then today, uh, Mandy Rose had some fun with it on Twitter, tweeting, quote, my butt hurts, close quote. <laughs> But, of course, that That's led great. to the scramble match, and uh, Natty and Tamina ended up winning the scramble, which, you know, those types of matches I don't really have a lot of interest in, but I thought it was a good match. And, of course, the winners, Natty and Tamina, 
go on to next the uh, next go on to night two for um, you know the title match against Nia and Shayna. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Brian, what are you uh, what are you thinking about what happened with Cesaro and uh, Seth Rollins in that match? Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought it delivered. I think the crowd was invested and a, a cool finish of doing that no hands swing UFO spin. Yeah. UFO. How, how in the world does that happen? That was phenomenal. So it's great. You know, it's one of those, you want to see what the follow-up will be with Cesaro, uh, mm-hmm. a guy who's been nothing but spectacular for so many years and never has had this sort of high place on the card and on the, on the roster. Um, but yeah, they, they completely delivered for me, really enjoyed the match and, uh, hoping good things for for both of them, but especially yeah, Cesaro moving forward. Joe, uh, the UFO was spectacular. Yeah, I was like, how is that even possible? <laughs> like, wow! Like from both guys, because Seth had to keep his uh, balance on there too. So uh, I feel like it was a really good win for Cesaro, and you could tell that Corey Graves was happy about it too, because he even said uh, the locker room is going nuts right now. And then he was given a clapping too and pointed to him. So good one for Cesaro. I just hope that now he can do something or they'll do something with him. Yeah. And if you are listening to this and you're wondering why I'm not asking everybody for their opinions about uh, WrestleMania, uh, it is late for some of us. And I know some of us have work tomorrow. So we're in, there's a million podcasts recording right at this minute. So We're just going to be one of those podcasts. We're going to go through probably one or two opinions per match. And Kevin, um, the, the tag team title match, uh, Joe had mentioned that his wife um, noticed new days, arrogant going up to this match against AJ Styles and almost what was your thoughts on the uh, tag team title match? I, it was there. I, it was, it was part of the show. I thought it was, it it was all right. I think uh, AJ looked, phenomenal all pun intended right uh i think i think new day looked good i think uh omas uh i now i know how to correctly uh pronounce his name thanks to you a couple days ago uh he looked good i i don't know why i wanted more from it i thought it i thought it was a it was a good match i look forward to seeing styles and 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 omas you know compete further down the road i i guess i don't know why i was left wanting a little bit more from it well, I mean, I think that Omos was dominant, and I think that's what we Look, needed. Um, it'll be interesting to, interesting to see what happens when he has some adversity. Someone takes out a knee, um, and New Day was acting like heels. I texted that to you guys, the group, and I thought it was just interesting. You know, I'm, I mean, New Day, I'm kind of whatever. You know, they're just there. But uh, overall, I think it was a very great debut. Omos didn't do anything that was like, oh shit, I can't believe that happened. Like it was, it was a pretty great, great match. And another match that we all thought, eh, not sure. I made the joke that we all thought it was dumb was the steel cage match with Braun Strowman and Shane O'Mac. And uh, Joe, what did you think? I mean, the Ripping, you had thought they were going to throw Shane through a la St. Valentine's Day Massacre. What did you think when Shane was over, you know, about to, all he had to do was jump, but then he stuck his hand through. And obviously that was the the telltale sign. What did you think about that match? 
Uh, I thought that was creative. I thought that was a really oh. creative way to put in the uh, steel cage. Um, Shane, for weeks, have been with no one entertained by it whatsoever, was talking about how dumb and stupid Braun was. And he's the one who made the dumb mistake by putting his hand through the cage. And Braun broke the cage open and pulled him back in. I thought that was a way to make the steel cage match a little bit more uh, entertaining. I didn't think it was a good match, like, at all. I, I thought it was the downer of the night until that spot. So I wasn't really invested in that match. I, not just because of what Riker and Elias came out and attacked him at first. And then there were so many times Shane could have just jumped off, but he didn't do anything. And Braun was Braun. I just, I don't know. I thought it went too long as well. And I think it was only 11 minutes. When Shane and Braun were up top, I wanted them both to jump off. Like that's, I wanted to see Braun from the top of the cage. Now, I don't know what would have happened, you know, if, if the ring would have held, but uh, <laughs> overall a good match. And, and Kevin, thoughts on the toolbox placement? It was, it was weird. It was uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 like, uh, almost like one of those soft laundry hamper type things. And it was like, I think there's one on each corner. And Shane went in there. It's like, and then he pulled out the, you know, the craftsman red toolbox. It was, it, <laughs> It was cool for what it was, but it was just like, oh, did the did the uh, person who was putting it together absolutely leave it in there? It was, it was, it was a cool spot. Was it needed? I think there's a lot of things in that match that were that were kind of kind of odd. But you mentioned, you know, Elias and Riker. I thought it was pretty cool how they were hanging, and then Braun threw himself in the ring to like launch them off. That was kind of cool. Uh, I've never seen the ending. I thought that was that was it was unique way to do a match that almost seemed forced, you know, leading up like Shane calling him dumb and, and all that. We knew the ending was going to happen of, of Braun winning, but it was, it was, it was a unique way to end it. It was good. And, and Brian, they made a point to say there haven't been many steel cage matches at WrestleMania. And I mean, I, of course you can think about the big blue at WrestleMania two. I really, I mean, I, I haven't done the research on it, but can you think of any other steel cage matches? Not Hell in a Cell, because I, you know, yeah. the, the one Hell in a Cell when uh, the Undertaker hung the Big Boss Man and they forgot to take him down. Um, any? Can you think of any other steel cage matches? I can't. No, WrestleMania two, Hogan and Bundy and the Blue Bars. That was uh, the main event, and. That's it. Other than yeah, you can think of Hell in the Cell matches, uh, Triple H and Taker, Hell in the Cell, the yeah. the uh, uh, Taker and Boss Man, like you mentioned. So yeah, as far as just a, a straight steel cage match, that might be the first one since two. We'll have to get stats and information to confirm. <laughs> and I think I'm like everybody else, um, pleasantly surprised to see a celebrity take their entrance into a wrestling match serious yeah. and bad bunny and Damian priest versus Miz and Morrison. I was surprised and glad to see bunny do a majority of the work. And I wonder, you know, was that by design? Are we going to see him on the roster now? I mean, who knows uh, thoughts, Brian on that tag match. Yeah. It completely over exceeded expectations. Um, you had heard leading up to it that he had been at the performance center for three or four months putting in the work. So that raised the bar. I think you have to give some props to Miz and Morrison for helping of them course. along, of course. Um, 
And that match, that was maybe the best false finish for me of night one of when Miz hit his skull crushing finale on Priest uh, and and uh, Morrison and, and Bunny were outside. I was like, oh, shit, that's it. And Bunny came in for the save and the, the camera shot was tight. So you don't see him until he actually gets on top of Miz for the, uh, the save. So that was great. Um, the, how about the semi truck entrance? So interesting. I mean, yeah, you may make a big deal out of that. Um, and yeah, and he had a Canadian destroyer. I mean, you know. <laughs> you kinda, again, you got to give credit to John Morrison, I think, for a lot of that. But I mean, that's no run of the mill first match. I mean, we we were over the summer just us texting about like the Pat McAfee stuff with Adam Cole and how impressive it was. This kind of holds a place right up there for me from what I could tell. I am curious to see if, We'll get him back. Uh, they did a promo later, and obviously it's all in partnership in conjunction that they announced his tour. Yeah, Triple H gave him the 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 skull microphone. But uh, Kevin, thoughts on the tag match? Anything, I, uh, did you see anything different than what uh, Brian saw? Which is interesting because I know you and Brian are in the same house, and I know Brian drank a lot of booze yesterday. So, oh yeah. So uh, Kevin, did you see anything different? Yeah, we, we did drink a lot of beer, and I don't know if uh, Damian Priest's outfit would have looked better sober. Oh, uh, yeah. I wasn't a fan <laughs> of the purple. Really? No, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't I, like the hair. The hair was too much for me. Either I, hair or tights. Not both I, for me. I thought I thought Priest looked pretty good. I'm not, the, I'm not the highest guy on Priest. I actually like him more that he was associated with Bad Bunny because he's just – he's a talented guy. He just – all the time he just doesn't do it for me right but bad bunny yesterday i thought he was phenomenal it was uh, uh if he's if he's going to be later later down the road i think it would be great i saw i saw a really funny meme earlier and it was uh ray mysterio talking to dominic and it was like see son if you put in the hard work at the pc you can even be on wrestlemania next year <laughs> like it was, it was it was it was really funny but uh yeah i thought ms and morrison you know ms he's such a class act, you know, he, he doesn't mind losing right at mania. If it's going to help the show, he, he didn't need the W to, to, to succeed in that match. And I thought, I thought it was really good. I, my hopes weren't that high because bad Bunny's never wrestled before, but he's putting in the hard work. And I thought, thought he exceeded it. And uh, you'd mentioned Ray Mysterio. He was in the commercial for 2K22, um, you're the gamer, the, the most hardcore gamer of the four of us. Um, do you play the WWE games? I, I haven't played the annual release ones in, in a little while. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 2K19 I, or 20. 2K20 was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't put one out in 21. And then hopefully this one will be, you know, up, uh, you know, up to par. Uh, Joe, quick last thoughts on the tag match. Um, everything that they said was, uh, exactly what I was thinking. I just love the Miz and Morrison's entrance with the stupid bunnies coming out. <laughs> oh and, yeah. That was great. And two of them <laughs> lost one ear. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, my wife was like, he lost an ear. And I'm like, yeah, who cares? Well, he lost an ear. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I want to know, I want to know what that conversation was like on whoever had to order all of those bunny costumes. Uh, Brian, can you play the, can you answer the phone at party city? Uh, ring, 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 ring. Hello, this is Brian. How can I help you? <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
Sorry, I was about to sneeze. Yeah. Hey, Party City. How, how can I help you? This is Brian. Hi, uh, my name is Mike Johnson. I'm from World Wrestling Entertainment. And I was curious. I need 47. I need 47 full-size adult bunny costumes. Can you help me out with that? Ooh, let me patch you through to corporate, sir. Stand by. Hello, this is Boss Bossington of Party City. How may I help you? Hi, Boss. My name is Mike Johnson. I'm from World Wrestling Entertainment, and we have a big event coming up April 10th in Tampa, Florida. I don't know if you guys have stores there. I know a lot of them are going out of business, but we need 47 adult male bunny costumes uh, to rent or purchase. If we purchase, we're hoping maybe we can get a bit of a discount. Uh, We're not making a lot of money right now due to the pandemic. Um, Can you help us out? Uh, At first, I'd have to ask, what type of event is this? Because we get a lot of sick calls about 47 bunny suits for adults, and we want to make sure that you're doing it in the Party City family way. What is the world's largest thrill ride? (laughs) Click. (laughs) (laughs) They probably got a, as long as those bunny costumes were used after Easter, maybe they got a discount. I'm hoping they got some returnees. They they used that. They they went to 37 local malls for the Easter bunnies that weren't weren't allowed to see kids. Wow. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, that was, you know, all the bunnies came down and just made me laugh. I wish they either were lip syncing or singing live. Like the mix of it didn't really work for me. But uh, Ms. Hall of Famer, no doubt. Morrison is a good hand, deserves better. He deserves so much more than what he's uh, doing. Now that his wife is about to debut in NXT on Tuesday, uh, Frankie Monet, uh, maybe, maybe Morrison needs to go to NXT. You know, look what it's done for Balor. Uh, The main event, we all were hoping this was the main event of night one, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, Brian, start with you. Well, this was great. And Sasha, uh, on two fronts for me, she looked incredible in the ring and just physically appearance. Um, I I was like, wow, you are a knockout tonight. So um, all around Sasha was great. So, there were some really cool spots with this. I'm thinking about uh, Bianca having the press from outside and climbing up the stairs and putting her back well, she, in. Well, but she caught her from the tope. Mm-hmm. Yes, rolled, yes. Picked her up. Then, yeah, I mean, it was outstanding. Yeah, that that was sweet. The crowd was pretty invested in it. Um, what we had, what, a, a 450 from uh, Bianca that Sasha got the yeah. knees up. This was the only thing that I guess I would have changed in this match was I felt like there was a little bit too much of a narrative of kind of Bianca, like being the underdog and overcoming. And I'm like, she's the rookie. That's why. Yeah. But she just won the rumble. She, her whole gimmick is I'm the EST. I'm the best. I'm the strongest. Like this isn't plucky Daniel Bryan beating Batista and Orton and triple H. So I, I thought maybe a little less than that. I mean, I point considered there that yeah, she is a rookie and, and new, but, um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, the crowd loved it. Great celebration after. So congrats to Bianca. So I do have to call you out for something, Brian. Um, Sasha, her look, you enjoyed it. Yeah. She had green hair and green in her gear, but Donna, Damian Priest, 
had purple in his hair and purple <laughs> gear and you did not like that mm. yeah i don't know man i'm, I'm bleeding green as uh my <laughs> msu friends uh, on the uh, the call here know all about yeah i don't know i don't know sasha obviously an incredibly attractive woman but i've never kind of had my my thoughts of her going like oh hello sasha hello ding dong hello sasha that hasn't <laughs> yeah. been me uh, but something about you know the the, the way her outfit was and the hair as well. Just the, the ensemble was all together for me. So uh, point taken though, point taken. Well, well, the trend of Sasha losing at WrestleMania continues. Yeah, and I didn't right. like that. I really wanted Sasha to win. I figured Bianca would have plenty of opportunities, but if this feud continues, which obviously we'll find out on Friday where this is all going to go, it has to result in a hair versus hair match. That's I like what that. I want to see. Yeah. And, because I think both women, if shaved bald, would look great. Like, they yeah. could pull it off. So, if it continues, I want a hair versus hair match. Uh, Joe, thoughts on the main event of night one? Uh, it was a match of the night. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it would be good, but I thought Cesaro and Rollins had that spot. And I would put Cesaro and Rollins third. Uh, I'd put the Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest second. And it ended strong. The only thing about the main event that I was a little thrown off at was at the very beginning when uh, Bianca started to break down. I was like, that is, oh, they're calling you the plucky, like the rookie. You're, you don't deserve to be here. And then and you, you cry to, before the match starts. Yeah, that, that was be like professional. It, it got me to the point where I was like, I kind of don't want her to win now. Cause I've been saying since the rumble, like but Bianca has to win. She's just been that good since she's, went to SmackDown because when she got picked up by raw, she did nothing, nothing. Right, I right. would like, if you would have looked back a year ago and she was just helping out the street profits and doing absolutely nothing, then she goes to SmackDown and that's where legends are made basically. Cause it's the best show. And like yeah. I was, the, the only thing I didn't like about it was at the very beginning when she was looking out and the emotions got to her. It's a human thing and that's fine. It's just, I didn't think it was needed. Joe, you never cry at work. No. So we'll move on. Kevin. I, I personally really liked her getting emotional. And the thing is she had a lot of fans and she just probably got it tenfold from that for showing a little emotion. And, and I took it to like the point where she was so, you know, uh, uh, mentally prepared and then she looked exhausted right off the bat but when she was emotional then you saw Sasha you know who is the tough one right she shouldn't be smiling she was embracing it right smiling back and they knew they were going to have such a special moment from there I I thought I was happy for her in, in watching the bump this morning uh, follow up. Like she talked about like how all of her family after, you know, she's given her family hugs and like her cousin was there and, and, and she was talking about like how her, uh, it was her older brother or younger brother used to do like, they used to do WWE moves on each other as, as young kids. So as a lifelong fan, she was just so overwhelmed with those emotions. I, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I, I, I really loved the match. I watched it a second time and I even bought the uh, matchup shirt at WWE shop. So I pre-ordered it. It comes out tomorrow. And one more yeah. thing, the, the hair whip. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The welt, the welt that That's Sasha crazy. has on her side from that whip one. I've never knew that was uh 
capable of happening and that that hair is kind of like a weapon and uh isn't it, it I, it's a foreign object there might maybe, be an asterisk next to this w for bianca <laughs> belair maybe the bedazzled beads on the on the hair. right well those fell out it had EST oh, in they? her hair and okay got, like it was just a t so uh yeah but ziggler had him in his hair too and i didn't <laughs> understand that yeah i didn't understand what that was either because he didn't even wrestle on wrestlemania but he had beads in his hair uh the one thing i have to laugh and cry at the same time about but i'm i'm not at work um on social media i saw a tweet and i i don't have it exactly but it was about how wwe was purposely putting people on camera that didn't have masks on and was doing it for the government and tracking oh and tracing. My. Wow. That's, if that's you're reaching. fucking watching WrestleMania for that type of shit, <laughs> yeah. just delete your Peacock account because you're a fucking moron. Um, like us on Facebook. Was... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that's going to be the thing. Every time I lose right. my shit, <laughs> that's the new I have yeah. another one. I have another one coming later. So uh, we'll go yeah, from there. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, they the WWE did a great job on night one. Uh, a little later, I want to talk about the differences between night one and night two, and if a two night mania is a problem. And uh, we'll get into night two. Um, I thought it was a good start having Randy Orton and the Fiend uh, open up. Um, I thought it was weird. Randy in white trunks. Um, is he the good guy? Maybe that's why. And then um, for a while. I didn't think that was Bray Wyatt because he had like the jacket zipped all the way up. I thought he had neck tattoos in the front, but maybe I was wrong. Um, Back. You know, Alex, I mean, yeah, I, they, maybe they were burned off. I, you know, the jokes and stuff, but like, you know, Bray got distracted by Alexa bliss and her black sweat and an RKO out of nowhere. And then that was it. Uh, Kevin thoughts on tonight's curtain jerker. I, I thought, and this is what I told Brian uh, when we were uh, pretty buzzed up after after night one. I was like, night one was really good. Night two, I think those performers are going to have to, you know, bring it to try to outdo night one. And I was like, uh, it was announced earlier in the in the day that Randy versus Fiend would be the first match. I was like, okay, it's going to hit the ground running. This match is going to be really good. And and I don't think I was uh, disappointed in any match. Either night up to that point, I the match did did nothing for me, and and I at the end I was just like, oh maybe maybe the fiend's gonna take off his mask and it's gonna be a a jobber and oh this really isn't the fiend let's restart the match or someone's gonna come up from like when the lights went out I was like oh maybe the burnt fiend's gonna rise up from the jack in the box or something something theatrical and cool not just yep let's pan out go to well that proves that that proves if the pandemic didn't happen. The fiend may not have gotten over in this type of story. Who knows? I mean, it might've been this type of stuff that happened tonight the whole year. And for me, I'm kind of like, I'm over the whole lights go out and just everything vanishes. Yeah. I, I, that was, it was a, it was a dud match for me, man. I did not love it. Uh, Joe thoughts on uh fiend and Randy. Dud. I agree. It was a, uh... I just did not like the match. I don't understand why Alexa's sweating black. Is Papa Shango coming back? It's like, it's just bad. It was just bad all around. And what what I said last week, what did I say? I said, 
I just hope it's not going to be as bad as their WrestleMania match for the championship. And congratulations, it wasn't as bad. It was worse. Right. So they they were able to take the maggots and worms on the ring and make that look like a five star match. Yeah. It. Uh, I don't know, uh, Brian. Real quick, wrap it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm left that with that match having more questions than answers. Like, uh, and, and you kind of felt like because, it, <clears throat> excuse me, because this feud's been going on for so long that that was going to be the the conclusion. We were gonna we're gonna get a definitive winner and we're gonna move on. And now I have no idea like what just happened and what's gonna happen moving forward. Uh, it's frustrating. It it wasn't uh, a, the entrance I thought was cool with the jack in the box and the lighting and everything, but after that it was just it was downhill. It's disappointing. Brian, let me ask you one question. Do you want those answers to the questions that you have, or are you just done with the program now? Yeah, I, I think I'm more into I'm done. I think I'm more into I'm done. I, I, I'm of course I'll follow what happens, but yeah, this you know to me WrestleMania you build to WrestleMania and that's the the pinnacle, that's the conclusion where you get all those answers solved. And it didn't happen. And so I'm, I'm kind of left like, wait, we're still doing wacky, weird things. Yeah. You know, maybe this so is going to be, you know, Alexa is the real baddie out of all this. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if that's where this is all going. And Alexa Bliss is going to be more powerful than the fiend Bray Wyatt in burnt Bray Wyatt. But uh, one thing I did like about night one and night two and it's a shame she didn't have a match, but Bailey yeah. interrupting everybody. Um, I thought she was great. Uh, the women's tag title match, Nia and Shayna against Natty and Tamina. Joe, what did you think of this barn bust, this, this blockbuster? If, I can't even think of any other adjectives, but go ahead. What did you think? Um, I, know you, I know you were excited. Oh, I was so excited for this match because we know how much I love Nia. Um, here's the thing. How bad do you have to be when the crowd starts chanting for Tamina, Tamina? That's <laughs> never happened, like ever. And when it's Tamina and Naya and the crowd's obviously behind Tamina, they're not behind Tamina. They just hate Naya that much. That match, yeah. the, the only MVP of that match was, the referee. was Natty's ankle at the beginning. As many <laughs> times as it turned and she was oh, able yeah. to walk afterwards. So I got to say out of everyone in the match, I got to give Natty's ankle uh, four stars, but the rest of it was terrible. And I, I mean, unless you other guys have a comment, we can move on. Um, it, it let, wasn't... let it be known. Just let it be known that there is no Tamina merch on WWE. <laughs> we looked if my oh, wife you did. Oh okay. yeah. If, if, if my wife had won, the picks, then that was going to be one of my shirts in tribute <laughs> to her picking no one's Mina, then Natty Tamina. and Tamina. So either they're all sold out or there's nothing there. It's one of the two. I feel like um, there was a Mina than Tamina shirt at, at some Mina. point. Oh, I feel like there was. Uh, Sammy's, oh. Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens. Now, what annoyed me, they didn't need Logan Paul for this. And the fact that it was a Logan sucks chant at the beginning of the match and then when Sammy hit KO with that suplex on the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, in case you didn't know. Uh, it was another Logan sucks chant. I'm like, there was no reason for that. Um, these guys, I've watched the indies. I've watched the Ring of Honor stuff. I've seen them do everything. And while this was a great match and I loved it, 
Um, the Logan Paul stuff, I think, overshadowed. And I just kind of was like, eh, all right, it was what it was. Brian. I kind of agree with you. It wasn't needed. It was fine. You know, the, you have your, your happy moment at the end that uh, KO gives him the stunner. He sold it pretty good. He looked like he had got shot. <laughs> he, was, he was down. So and that's fine. I mean, it, I get it. Your, your celebrity involvement happens at every WrestleMania. Um, good match, very good match. I probably could have gone longer and yet, but yeah, we, like you said, you, you know, those two are going to work so well together that you didn't need the third party and, uh, Logan Paul, uh, Seamus and Riddle, Kevin thoughts. That was, that was a match. I was kind of, I was worried about a couple of days ago, uh, when we did the podcast, I, I was afraid that one was going to get overshadowed and that was easily top three matches of of night two maybe even top two uh with the main we'll get into a little bit riddle looked fantastic on yes. so i think he had like four minutes three four minutes of straight offense uh, like offensive move offensive move and it wasn't just like uh, uh arm bars right it was it was like power moves legitimate looking great on sheamus uh there's one point where sheamus like I, I thought he was going to, uh, 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 what was it? It wasn't the Celtic cross. What, what, what movie he was going to do on like the top Off of the, the top the, no. white noise, white, white, noise. Noise, white nose. And uh, I was just like, Ooh, don't, don't fall and, and get hurt. But he did recover nice. And then he went over on the other end and did like a double knee drop, uh, yeah. off the top. Those two had great chemistry. Uh, it, it was, it was very funny. And, I think it was before the match, him, Greg Collie, and RVD had a funny moment, a little, yeah. little backstage yeah. thing when RVD was like, oh, you have to brand, have these rolling papers. Uh, it was funny. <laughs> uh, in in uh, uh, I, I became, I was always a Riddle fan, uh, but I, I became more uh, of a Riddle fan after that match. Joe, I know you uh, aren't a Riddle fan. Right. What did I'm you really, I'm really not, but like I said last week as well, uh, Seamus has been the MVP of 2021 and he had, he, I was surprised that they had him win, but I was, I was impressed with the match. Very hard hit, hard hitting and uh riddle started. He's not starting to grow on me, but cause I think the character is lame, but he's starting to get better in the ring. He's not doing any of like the stuff when he first came up, which was just lazy in my opinion. And I was going to go to you, Joe, because I know you love Riddle, but we will just move on to Kevin did. the match that I, I could not believe they were going to pull this off at a WrestleMania. It was the Nigerian drum fight, Big E and Apollo. And, you know, nobody knew what it was. And if you watch the pre-show, funny how Booker T really broke into a, an accent uh, during the definition, but he summed it up. What do you do with a drum? Yes. You beat it. So <laughs> that uh, that's the rule. And I felt this was a coming out party for Apollo. You know, um, I wasn't really a fan of the Dabukato run-in, but if this means Apollo has like an army now, I don't know how many eight-footers there are in NXT, but if there's more, <laughs> let's just build a huge-ass army for Apollo. Brian, what would you think of the match? Yeah, it, it was very good. It was very entertaining, you know, right off the bat with the kendo sticks. Was it was a drum ever used, though? No, <laughs> no, no so. it was kendo sticks and the gong. 
yeah the uh, gong but no I, so I'm, I'm left no. wanting more right I, I want more drums in my nigerian drum match is that too much to ask no I drums were harmed drums. <laughs> right no drums um, were no drums were harmed in the first nigerian drum fight at wrestlemania yeah yeah i um I, i'm glad apollo won i think biggie's one of those guys like remember what maybe two months ago when um lashley lost the u.s title and riddle won by beating morrison in that triple threat and and at the moment you're like oh you don't want lashley to lose but you kind of thought maybe that's the spearhead for bigger things i feel like that's the way it is for big e you you hate a big entrance with wale crowd was into him he's he's been really good for these last couple months as a singles so and with apollo always challenging him and always losing. I felt like he's got, he's got to win this eventually. So he gets the win. He gets a title. So he gets a boost. And I'm hoping that it's going to mean bigger things for big E, you know, pun intended uh, down the road here. Maybe, maybe there's a title match at SummerSlam or something. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how close Nigeria is to Wakanda, but I feel like they are slowly making Apollo black Panther. Um, but overall it was a good match other than the run-in. I wish it would have been a clean win, regardless of bad guy, good guy, whatever. Uh, Joe, you got anything real quick on this? Uh, I was just, I was again, disappointed with the run-in as well. Yeah. Um, I think I agree with Brian with the fact that this should be big E moving on past the IC belt. And I want to see the big E that we've been seeing for the last couple months. I don't want to see the, like, you know, fun new day media yeah we don't need funny like the world beater biggie the angry biggie the five count biggie is what i he's the only one who could possibly like you know i mean who else is roman reigns gonna go after i well we'll get into that yeah we'll get into that shortly um the women's match oscar and rhea ripley um if you go to brian and kevin's twitter account at least they were having some they were having some technical difficulties with Peacock, and uh, they sang their own Oscar and Rhea Ripley entrance, so uh, you can check that out. Um, this was the vintage women's match for me. I went and made a snack, bathroom break. Um, you know, it, it didn't do anything because I really felt like we needed a Becky or a Charlotte or a Rousey return. Uh, Rhea Ripley just shows up, asks for a match, gets it, and then wins. Nah. And and Rhea Ripley getting the extravagant entrance, and Oscar didn't. That makes no sense to me. Brian, you're up. Well, I do think Oscar got fireworks, but not the it, same. It, it, it's pretty good. Being not fireworks. the same. Everybody got fireworks though. Riddle no. got fireworks. No, everybody got fireworks. No, maybe. And, and nevertheless. Um, yeah, uh, my my judgment of this match, obviously, I got to watch it again because literally the first probably half of the match, we didn't have any sound. So that's, oh, okay. why, we, that's why we had our, our fun with the uh, the Oscar <laughs> theme music entrance. But I think all your points are completely on point that you know, Rhea just showed up. I didn't I didn't the parts that we really did get to see didn't seem like the crowd was that invested. Nope. Um, and maybe that's why, because like, you know, you've you've got some WrestleMania matches that have these feuds that have been going on for a couple of months now. And, and the crowd is hot for, 
Um, and then you got this that was kind of put together, seemed like three weeks ago. I don't know. I mean, both performers are really great, but maybe just not the right fit for, for Mania. Kevin? Yeah, I thought the uh, uh, I've seen New Year's Day. That's the lead singer of the 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 one who did Rhea Ripley's theme song. I saw them in concert a few times, and I thought that was probably the worst performance, <laughs> yeah. like of a band, uh, like live while they, you know lip synced. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it was still good. It was just the singing was bad. It was like so. It, then we had audio issues. I think I think Rhea Ripley. I the match wasn't bad from what I saw. I was just uh, like, there's points where I'm like, man, are we going to have a mel or a wardrobe malfunction uh, during, during this I, I match? I thought there was I, some air. I thought there was a little areola showing there at some point, but like, uh, I thought I saw like Ripley's blouse type thingy, like, t- like tying or something. Like it was, I, it was weird. The match was yeah. kind of just, odd because both of them are very talented and, and i i feel bad for oscar i'm yep. gonna have to go back and rewatch it because i just don't want oscar to get buried oscar carried that dang division for a year yeah joe wrap it up i picked up my i picked out my shirts during that match so i was, <laughs> I was bored and I, would, I needed something to entertain me i was actually looking on ebay during that match too after you know when i got back to my my seat with uh my, my stuff but uh we it needed more it needed a lot more and i think that could have been a, a match on smackdown friday night you know i know that that's a raw match but i think that i don't think that was a wrestlemania worthy match and uh when you have bailey you know doing what she did no match and, you know, she got beat up by Nikki and Bree in the last two nights. Nikki and Bree looked like those 45-year-old soccer moms <laughs> at the bar on college night. They looked – it wasn't a good look. Not a good look. And they beat up Bailey, who has been carrying the women's division for the last year. What the fuck, man? Um, I was not happy about that segment. And apparently – uh, if you go on social media, Hogan got booed, but they didn't put it on WrestleMania. Last night, he got booed the first couple times he came out. Uh, last night or tonight, you could hear some booing. Um, maybe not, you know, maybe he wasn't the best bet. Who cares if Hogan's from Tampa and Titus from Tampa? Hell, they should have just had Bailey be the host of WrestleMania. Right. But um, Bailey did, she got the John Cena jab in there. So that was good. I, I thought it was interesting too that you could definitely tell when they mixed in piped in crowd noise versus mm. when they wouldn't. And yeah. that was disappointing to me from just the fact that we're finally getting fans again and you're, you're still, you know, steering the narrative of how you want the audience to accept the performers. Um, so, I mean, I get it. It's, it's a stadium that's only filled maybe a third of the way. So maybe you have a little bit of that, but um, that was disappointed that they had that. Joe thoughts on Bailey. Uh, well, I loved Bailey. Uh, I was hoping she'd have a match because as we said, she did carry the SmackDown women's division for over a year, but having the Bellas come out and I like that is, I'm going to have to like rethink this, but as of now, that tops Hogan beating Yokozuna as the worst WrestleMania moment. Ever 
Okay. Whatever, <laughs> because you got the Bellas who like what are what why why do people like why do they why? And I, I just, said to I said to Kevin because that's going to be on the new season of Total Bellas. Who cares? They had Does to get that. They Total had Bellas? to get that scene for an episode. You know what scene I want to see from Total Bellas? The uh, last episode. <laughs> no, the scene that I want to see is the contract signing of Nikki and Artem, the sperm donation, and because I think it was all set up so that Nikki and Bree were pregnant at the same time. Yeah, I think it was I a think business transaction. that, yeah. And that's the that's the scene I want to see on Total Bellas, that that contract signing because uh, tonight if this is going to be on Total Bellas, it's a fucking joke. And it you know they made it to the Hall of Fame before so many deserving women. And t- hell, have anybody have have anybody woman on the roster come and beat up Bailey? Not not fucking Bree and Nikki, man. It's a joke. And um. The main event, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Get the quote machine ready. Daniel Bryan ruined the main event of WrestleMania. He should not have been in the match. An Edge versus Roman match would have been a million times better than the Daniel Bryan triple threat. Kevin? I I, I didn't think he ruined it. I thought... Uh... I, I personally thought all three of them looked great. I think if uh, Roman just would have beat Edge, still thinking Roman would have won, uh, it, it would have been fine. But I think that ending where he put both those bodies down showed I can beat two guys, right? So it kind of gave the narrative that, you know, I'm just not going to beat the the Royal Rumble winner, the guy 10th anniversary of when you when you, you know, hung it up, hung your boots up. Uh, from injuring yourself, I'm gonna be the head of the table on both of you dudes now. I thought but this is the second time Daniel Bryan has weaseled his way into a main event that he shouldn't have been in. But it, it what? But it still told a very very good story. Like with uh, there's one point in in uh, and I called it when it happened. So like Edge brought the chair in, and there's like a rod that broke off, and then he was putting him in in, in the cross face, and I was like. He should grab that rod and put it. In the <laughs> and he grabbed it and put it in the teeth. And then Daniel came in and did it like the mirrored version. Yep. And I was like, "Ooh, is he going to tap somehow?" And then they're like, and "He didn't have, have like arms available." Right? That's why he, it's impossible. <laughs> well, maybe he was going to tap his head. Uh, but then <laughs> he like, didn't even speak. He had a rod in his mouth. Right. <laughs> those two guys, uh, uh, Uso, kept on coming back and forth, and I'm just like. Is Brock going to come out? I kind of wanted to see some huge surprise, you know, not just Dabo Kato uh, being the the big surprise for the night. But I, I liked it. I I didn't mind Daniel Bryan being in there. Was he needed? No. Did he help the story of Roman looking like a monster? Yes. Joe? I don't think he helped the story of Roman looks like a monster at all. I think he just basically was the Jay Uso of the match. He just kept ruining edges every chance Edge got it to win. And it felt like the crowd was getting behind Edge throughout the match and was getting annoyed with Daniel Bryan constantly getting himself involved in there. And when the I can't believe they did the concerto. Yeah. I was shocked that they allowed that to happen. And I don't know, Jay Uso coming back, it just it it felt like a typical Roman Reigns 
versus Kevin Owens match where no matter how much, and we'll say Edge is playing Kevin Owens here, no matter how much he was putting in, someone had to come in and take it away from him. And we've seen that match through from Roman Reigns since October. And they did it in the main event again. And this time Roman didn't even have to really do anything. It was just basically Edge versus Daniel Bryan. So the only story they're telling is we're going to get Edge versus Daniel Bryan next. Brian? Yeah. Yeah, great points, all you guys. Um, but I, I mean, I really enjoyed the match as it is. I I'm definitely was um, happy with because the, most of the card was either fine or underwhelming. And that was a great way to finish Mania. Um, yeah, Daniel Bryan didn't need to be there. I didn't think he hurt the match, but it, yeah, I'm hoping we do get to see Roman and Edge one-on-one. And I agree with what Kevin says. I feel like there's no you know, another match with Daniel Bryan and Roman or edge and Roman, at least in the immediate based on that pin, that, that was a definitive I've beaten both you guys. It wasn't like, um, you know, some like maybe edge did a spear to Brian and Roman threw edge out and pinned like a lucky win. That was a definitive win. I, I feel like maybe the chapter has closed on these three guys. And it certainly sounds like, or looks like it's pointed to edge versus Daniel Bryan, maybe moving off into a one-on-one feud themselves. Um, So yeah, happy with it all, but you know, certainly you can nitpick some things as you guys have done. Do you guys think that a two night WrestleMania has tarnished the prestige of the event of WrestleMania itself? (sighs) It's a great question. I, I, I went in after how good night one was looking at the card at night two going, I think night two could be even better. So I was pretty excited for today and it now, frankly, and now, yeah, now I feel like it underwhelmed. So I'm like, Ooh, I'm, I'm kind of flipping back on that now. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, we, we talk about Dallas next year and they run the promo for it and it just says April. So maybe they're they're gonna test the waters on a two day one next year. I hope I not. I hope not. Now, um, like like New Japan Wrestle Kingdom is a is a two night thing now. Uh, WrestleMania Night Two was a dud, and if I had to buy tickets to both, I'd have, I'd have been pissed. Like I'd be pissed right now walking out of uh, Raymond James Stadium because I think that because you're never gonna get two nights that mirror each other in match quality and talent. Like it's never going to happen. Um, Joe thoughts on the, the two night versus the one night WrestleMania. Well, going back on that uh, on paper, night two was the better card. It had the better it, talent and they don't was, wrestle on paper. Joe. It was a dud. Uh, I agree. Night two was a disaster. Well, not a disaster. It was no uh, December to dismember, but it was bad because night one was so good. I hope that if it's going to, if they get back to one night, don't make it six hours anymore. Make it like four to four, four and a half tops. Trim some of the fat. You don't need, not everybody needs to get on the card. WrestleMania should be the best of the best. Not, hey, you guys were in catering for half the year. Let's uh, put you in the Andre Battle Royal. And I don't need to see that. I need to see the best of the best. And if that means a couple championship matches don't make it due to the fact that there was no interesting story, you don't need to put them on. Like yeah, but, oh, as much ahead, as we, 
as much as we like Sheamus versus Riddle, I would have cut that match on paper beforehand. There was no build to it. Yeah, Kale true. and Sammy the same way. Fair. Yep, that's fair. Rollins and Cesaro, I would have cut. But anyway, Kevin, uh, we can we can have that conversation another time of what would be cut. Thoughts on the two night versus the one night? I think if you can get it to four hours, one night with some of those extra ones in the pre-show. So the pre-show, there was no matches, but there was still the pre-show with talking. Throw some of those before the official start time. Make it, you know, four. Even if you started at seven instead of eight o'clock and then go to midnight or even started at six and go to 11. Tops five hours if you're going to do it without pre-show. But I don't know. I was I was really hoping that, you know, if night two is just as good as night one, the two-night mania, we probably would be discussing, hey, it works. Let's do two nights every year. Personally, my, my opinion, but I would rather have had the lasting taste in your mouth of a great second night versus the first night because now I'm like, uh, I'd rather sit through one super long day and be right. happy and mad at the same night versus happy and mad on different nights. So I think they need to, if they're going to do it, it's got to be two amazing days next year or that will be the last year. It'll be two days, I think. I think it's going to be one long one. In years past, the pre-show was either two or three hours. You could easily have a match or two or three during the pre-show, um, which would I be fine with. Um, this year, it was only a one-hour pre-show. Um, also, if you're listening to this and uh, haven't watched a WWE watch-along during main, uh, pay-per-views, do yourself a favor. It's usually on like YouTube, all their socials. It's uh, They have a great team of... I call them social media guys, but like they did a lot of the WrestleMania under dark, the unboxing mania, the greatest WrestleMania matches of the nineties and of the two thousands that have ran since last night until today's start of WrestleMania. Um, I mean, I guess I, I literally have what night was better, but I think we all know that yeah. night one of WrestleMania was better. Uh, congratulations, Joe. You are the pick em winner. Uh, you get three shirts and the MVP chain. Uh, the MVP chain is something new that we uh, decided to throw in for the winner. It'll kind of be like with the UFC when the champion defends the belt, they get another belt. So maybe Joe at SummerSlam, uh, you'll pick up another MVP chain. Um, I thought maybe we'd have to buy them in bulk because, you know, maybe he's going to get released. But I think if Lashley stays the course, uh, MVP will be around for a long time. So thank you for checking out the that WrestleMania wrap-up show. Uh, another episode of the podcast on Friday. We'll get into Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull Sessions. Um, a music video by Scarlett and Shotzi Blackheart of NXT, which was kind of interesting. And, of course, the fallout from Raw. The first Tuesday night NXT, Dynamite, and our five-count topic for this Friday. This is a debut. The boys don't even know. Our five-count favorite storylines of all time Ooh, fun so thanks kevin brian joe average we are wasted dangerous darren and you for listening thank you uh we are out of time thanks for listening follow that wrestle pod on instagram twitter facebook and youtube one two three that's it <laughs>